How many of you remember doing this as a kid? Yeah, the egg and spoon race. I, I kind of get the feeling that in a room like this, there'll be two sorts of people. There will be the sort of people who said, I want to win that race and I don't really care about the egg. <laughs> All right? And uh, there'll be some people like him who will be very, very careful. And there'll be some kids like that who's carrying the egg <laughs> and the spoon. And there'll be some of you that are a bit like him. Look at his face. Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> Just wonderful. And then the eggs dropped and then all the way back. It was always difficult doing the egg and spoon race. Because you kept on having to run, but you, you were concentrating on what you were carrying. You could win the race just with the spoon and the egg left behind. But you knew, and everybody else knew, that actually you hadn't properly won. You could win by holding the egg on your spoon, but you kind of knew you'd not quite won properly. The art of the egg and spoon is the guy in red at the, big, at the front there. Although it does actually look like his egg's just about to go, doesn't it? <laughs> this analogy might break down. <laughs> I think he's going to cross that line. He's going to cross that line. The art of life is running, carrying the treasure that is within you. The art of life is not just saying, I'm going to do it the quickest or the easiest but the art of life is saying, actually, I've got the treasure of the gospel within me. I'm going to run well. It, and it's not necessarily, I may not be the fastest. I may not get ahead of everybody else. But I will carry the gospel with me. I will not let it go. It's why, in order to finish your year well, in part, you need to know the answers to these questions. They are on your sheet if you've got it. Who do you need to thank? I'm not asking you to shout out. But who do you need to thank for the year that's gone by? Because there will have been times when it was really tempting to drop out of that race. It, there would be times when actually it would have been easier to say, oh, forget the egg, let's just run. To actually run a different sort of race as well. But actually the reason you're here this morning is because you carried the gospel and you kept on running. Who do you need to thank for that? Because there are people around. Being a Christian is a team sport. It's a team sport. It's not the individual. You need other people with you. Who do you need to thank? Two other things. Who do you need to apologize to? Who do you need to say, do you know what, folks, I'm really sorry. I let you down. I wasn't who I wanted to be for you. And you may have already done that, but some of us find it so very difficult to apologize, don't we? Do you know that sort of, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it's hard because actually what you're doing is you're owning up and going, do you know what, I fouled up there. Royally. And then finally, who do you need to forgive? Who do you need to forgive? You would be very unusual if you get to this stage of a year and you do not look back and go, do you know what? That person really hurt me. You'd be really unusual. 
it's part of life that we bump into each other, that we're jagged edged with one another. It's part of life that actually some people will have said things that either unconsciously or consciously actually hurt. That some people did things or didn't do things that would have made all the difference. You are not alone in feeling like that. You're just like everybody else. We've all got that. And the glory of the gospel is this. You have been forgiven. So in Christ, forgive. It's kind of like the, the analogy, you know, that old-fashioned analogy. of What do you want to carry into the new year and what do you want to just leave behind? What is it that you go, do you know what? That is a weight that's been too heavy for too long. I'm no longer going to carry that anymore. I just want to carry light stuff. Nev, can you give me the next slide? This is the truth that I want you to know. You have been born in a place and at a time that God chose for his destiny. You've been born at a time, you've been called into a place to follow Jesus with a purpose. You are not too old and you are not too young. You are not too incapacitated by health. You are not too altogether. Most of us carry something. Most of us walk with a limp of some description or other. But you have been called to follow Jesus. So don't be unhindered by unhealed wounds. Be reconciled to the past. Forgive the hurt and release. Release your accomplishments. Release the stuff that you did really well. Because just as the hurt can hold you back, so can the things that you did really well. Just say, Lord, this is the year I have. Let's have the next slide. These are questions that you may or may not have thought about before. But they're questions that actually you carry into your own life with God. What has made you happy? What has saddened you? And what did you learn about yourself there? What were the main challenges? And what did you learn in facing them? And what aspects of God's character have you come to appreciate more? There's this sense that actually, as disciples of Jesus, what we're about are people who are learning the way of Jesus. What have you learned this year in the way you've dealt with life? This is what Paul wrote to the Philippians in chapter 3. If you've got a Bible, you might want to read it with me. If not, just listen. But in chapter 3 of Philippians, Paul writes this. I'm going to read from verse 7. He was um, comparing himself to other people who said they were better than him. And Paul said, you know what? I'm leaving some stuff behind. Verse 7. Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What's more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake... I've lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ 
and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I've already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Paul (coughs) said, there's so much that I want to leave behind. Because actually what I want to know is I want to know Jesus. I want to participate in the sufferings. That's a strange thing to say, isn't it? I want to, I want to attain the resurrection from the dead. I want to live with God. And so this is how I'm going to do it, he says. I'm going to leave stuff behind. I'm going to press on to the future. Last slide. Next one. How do you do that? I think there's six things that we do together. The first thing is you need to keep a big perspective on your life. You have been called by God to be part of his story. God got hold of you. And he said, I want you to be part of my story. Keep that big perspective because that's what gets kicked out of you. You need to keep on being renewed. I think actually what you need, you don't need resolutions. What you need is a new rhythm. You need a rhythm of life. You need a rhythm of prayer. You need a rhythm of reading the Bible. You need a rhythm of church. You need a rhythm of service. It's not about turning over a new leaf and not doing stuff and resolutions. It's actually you need constant renewal. I know... I know when I personally dry up. And you know the scary thing is, you might not see it, but I know it. In other words, the dangerous thing is you can get away with it. You can get away with it, but you know you're living a half-life. I want a year ahead to be one of being renewed. I want to keep on being discipled. That's why those questions kept coming back. What have you learned about the way of Jesus? Because I want to learn the way of Jesus. And um, 2019, we've never been there before. You're going to face things for the very first time this year. You'll be given opportunities that you've never had before. You will be, opportunities will be taken away from you. Some of you will face health issues that you've never had to face before. Some of you will lose people that you've never lost before, by definition. (laughs) You're still listening. You will be in situations where you have never been before. You will learn the way of Jesus there. I need to keep on helping others. And maybe more importantly for some of us, You need to keep receiving the help of other people. How many of you feel easier offering help than actually saying to people, can you help me? 
most of us actually struggle with that idea because we think, well, other people are busy or I'm not that important. Or, but actually, the spiritual discipline of allowing other people to help you. You are not omnicompetent. You are not all-powerful. You are not all-capable. And you don't need to be. That's the point of being part of the body of Christ. So how will you be this year? I want to press on and know Jesus. I think this sort of stuff helps. But it's an attitude of mind, isn't it? It's a way of approaching the year ahead. I'm pretty much done. The kids have been great. I'm going to ask them to do one more thing. I need... I need up to 24 young people. So I need no more than 24 to come and help me do one thing, which you'll not do in this room, you'll do in that room, and then you come back here. 24 of you. Up to 24. One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Seven. Eight. Nine. Ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 16, brilliant, 16, yeah, go on, I know you're too cool, but 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 21, 22, do we have a 23rd in the room, 23, 23, have I counted you, Eleanor, 23, this is brilliant, isn't it, 23, that's good, okay, now, <laughs> yeah, a green one? Okay. Don't blow it. Okay, one. You older ones, you're welcome. You're very, very polite because these didn't say a word. <laughs> that, you see, see what you've done now? You've started a tradition. Yeah, it's all started now. Don't blow it. I know it's tempting. You've got one. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Oh, well done. My little elf tidying up. Santa's helper. That's... There you go. There you go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. There you go. Now, for reasons that are not important, it says happy birthday. <laughs> because it was Jesus' birthday, and it's because bargain booze only Adam. Um, now, <laughs> what I want you to do is, in a moment, I'm going to ask Maisie and Dan and Joe and Sam and Alan... You're, you're the older one. Jamie, you're the older ones. All right? So you need to help. <laughs> and, and you, sir, yes. Um, you need to help the younger ones to do this. What they have to do, listen to me. I want you to go next door to Elmwood. No. Um, <laughs> next door to the uh, room in there. And I want you to do two things. 
I want you to blow these balloons up. You're going to need to help the little ones to do that. I can do it. Okay. <laughs> you may not need to help the young. What you might need help. I, I love confidence. What you might need help is to tie it, perhaps. Eh? It's a bit difficult to tie. You might need help with tying. So are you, are you with me on this? And then we got marker pens. And on the, mar on the balloon, once it's blown up, it may be easy. No, we'll do it when it's blown up. I want you to write a word that would say, this is what we want God to do this year. So it might be more love, more hope, more confidence, if you can do that. All right? You, need, you get older guys, you need to help your little ones to do that. You might need to help them to write that word. All right? On the balloon. And then, most importantly, tie the balloon, and then bring the balloon back, unburst. <laughs> all right? So it needs to be still blown up. All right? Can we all do that? Okay? So, Dan, I'm going to give you the pens, if you can do that. And um, let Dan and Maisie um, lead you out, and they'll go through to the room. All right? Please bring 24 balloons back. That is your task. All right, well done. Okay, if you get stuck, we'll come and find you.